Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1585. Debunking Gender Myths, number four. Women need to do more cardio to achieve optimal body composition. By Rachel Gregory of metflexlife.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, and always with my commentary at the end. Now, the title of today's article may seem like if you identify as male or non-binary, this topic won't apply to you, but that would be misleading. The tips that today's author, Rachel, shares apply to anyone. Oh, and since Rachel is a new author, I'll tell you all about her right after the reading. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Debunking gender myths number four. Women need to do more cardio to achieve optimal body composition by Rachel Gregory of metflexlife.com. All right, let's dive into the final myth in the Debunking Gender Myths series. Myth number four. Women need to do more cardio to achieve optimal body composition. It is true that generally, women carry a higher percentage of body fat when compared to men. This is due largely to the fact that they carry babies and require more energy and fat stores to do this safely. Additionally, due to their hormonal makeup, women's bodies tend to hold on to more body fat naturally. Men can lower their body fat to a relatively extreme level, say, single digits, without generally having as many hormonal or metabolic side effects. For most women, in order to achieve a lean physique with defined visible muscles without causing major metabolic harm, it must be done intelligently. Does this mean women need to do more cardio than men? No. If you're looking to achieve a lean, defined physique, doing hours and hours of cardio is not going to get you there. For both men and women, losing body fat comes down primarily to diet. But what is often overlooked is the fact that building more muscle actually equates to more fat loss. The more muscle you have on your body, the leaner you will be. The less muscle you have, the less efficient your body is at using the calories you consume on a daily basis, then the greater decline you will have in your overall health. In order to change your body composition for good, you must focus on building muscle mass and consume sufficient amounts of protein to support this. So, do you need to incorporate cardio to reach your goals? Not really. However, cardio isn't all bad and implementing appropriate and strategic cardio for both women and men 
can be beneficial for a few reasons. One, implementing cardio training can help you build muscle faster by increasing your ability to recover during and after resistance training sets. If you're gasping for air during your squats and feel like your heart is about to bust out of your chest, you've probably forgotten about your form and lost the mind-muscle connection that's actually contributing to proper muscle growth. Two, if fat loss is your main goal, incorporating appropriate cardio can help you create a larger caloric deficit and therefore lead to faster fat loss. But you must do this in a strategic way or else you will burn out, reduce the actual caloric burn you're getting each time, and your resistance training sessions will turn to... And three, training your cardiovascular system helps strengthen your heart and lungs, which leads to more graceful aging, reduces stress, reduces risks of heart disease and cancer, improves metabolic rate, and the list goes on. So yes, cardio can help, and you should probably incorporate some form of cardio into your overall training and lifestyle, but it doesn't need to include spending hours on the treadmill. It's actually been shown that increasing non-exercise-related movement throughout the day, including daily walks, regular breaks during periods of sitting, fidgeting, and so on, as well as calorie management, have a much better effect on fat loss than hours of boring cardio. Many people don't think about non-exercise-related movement as being a super important component when it comes to fat loss, body recomposition, and overall health. However, you may change your mind after hearing this. Studies have shown that low levels of non-exercise-related movement are predictive of fat gain over time, and variations in non-exercise-related movement can actually have a large if not the most significant impact on the total daily energy expenditure that occurs from person to person. If you're not familiar with total daily energy expenditure, it's made up of these four components. One, resting metabolic rate. This is the number of calories or energy burned at rest. Two, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. These are the calories burned during activities which are not formal exercise. Three, the thermic effect of activity. These are the calories burned during formal exercise. And four, the thermic effect of food. These are the calories burned when we digest and utilize food. Total daily energy expenditure is everything involved in the energy out part of the energy balance equation. And did you know non-exercise related movement can actually vary by up to 2,000 calories per day for two people of the same weight and body composition? Most people think that exercise makes up the biggest difference in energy expenditure from person to person, but in reality, that only occurs if very large amounts of exercise are being done, and this usually only pertains to collegiate or professional athletes. Here's a quick example just to drive this point home. Let's take an average person working a 9-to-5 job and sitting at their desk most of the day. Say they burn about one calorie per minute just sitting there. Let's take that same person and upgrade them to a standing desk. Now let's say they're burning about two calories per minute standing. While that jump from one calorie to two calories seems relatively small, it actually equates to burning an extra 60 calories per hour. This means for that eight-hour work shift, an extra 480 calories would be burned roughly the same as a 45 to 60 minute exercise session. 
This is, of course, just an example. But as you can see, small variations in daily movement can definitely add up and make a huge difference over time. Lastly, there are two more factors to consider when discussing non-exercise-related movement. One, a large part of non-exercise-related movement seems to be genetically determined, where some people automatically do more than others. And two, when you are in a calorie deficit and trying to lose weight, your body tends to want to slow down and restrict the amount of energy you burn through non-exercise-related movement without even knowing it. You're actually subconsciously moving less because your body wants to preserve as much energy as possible. So does this mean that if my genetics suck and I'm trying to lose weight, I'm screwed? No, not at all. It just means that you have to be more conscious and aware of how much you're moving throughout the day. How do you do that? It's simple. Set a daily non-exercise-related movement goal. The easiest way to estimate an increase non-exercise-related movement is by setting a daily step goal and gradually working up to a number that's doable for your lifestyle while still encouraging ample movement throughout the day to help you reach your health and fitness goals. You just listened to the post titled Debunking Gender Myths Number 4 Women Need to Do More Cardio to Achieve Optimal Body Composition by Rachel Gregory of metflexlife.com When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A big thank you to today's author, Rachel. She grew up playing sports and refusing to wear dresses also thinking that she was going to be the first woman in the NBA. But after an ankle injury, she went to college to pursue a degree in sports medicine. Her passion shifted towards nutrition, so she got her master's in nutrition and exercise physiology. She has since written a best-selling book, moved to Southern California, and helps clients become lean, strong, and confident. Come by metflexlife.com for more. And thanks again to Rachel for letting us share her work. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. People often ask me about my opinion regarding activity and movement trackers. They often want to know how accurate they are when it comes to measuring actual steps taken throughout the day, tracking calories burned, and so on. I tell them that their accuracies can vary, so it's best not to rely on them as a true measure of steps taken or calories burned. The question that usually follows is, well, great, I guess I should just get rid of it then, right? This is going straight in the garbage. Well, at this point, I usually stop them and explain, there is still value when it comes to tracking this information. 
it can help us set and track daily goals. So just as Rachel said in today's article, set a daily step or calorie goal. Find a way to keep a record of whether you met your goal or not, and then try and beat it the next day. This is where activity trackers, or even keeping an exercise journal, can be so important. Even if you beat the previous day's record by one step, that counts as a win. All right, that'll do it for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for the Tuesday show, so I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.